3: Hello. Hi. I'm Eric. I'm Brittany. And this is for Colored nerds. That
4: is. How you feeling, Eric?
3: I'm feeling. I mean, you know, I'm feeling good, but I'm also a little bit on the struggle train.
4: Why? This has been a running
3: theme. Like the last two times we recorded, I've been, I've been in a rough place. I
4: know. I'm kind
3: of sick. That's like. Yeah, Eric is kind of sick. I'm not. Yeah. I only get
4: sick though. I got tiger blood.
3: Okay. Thanks.
4: Um, so, Eric, why don't you tell everybody what you did last weekend? What did I
3: do last weekend? What did you do? Oh, yeah. I got married. I got hitched. You got hitched. Yes. It was a perfect service. Thank you to, to you. Oh, thank you. For being our, like, unofficial MC.
4: Oh, my gosh. Wrangling
3: people and being yeah. loud. You did an awesome job. and thank It was you. perfect.
4: It was fun. It was like, it was like y'all just were like, oh, drink this wine. Tell everybody what to do. Make noise. I was like, all right. Yeah. Those are like three of my top best talents
3: yeah you did an awesome job thanks but yeah it was a great service I'm really happy you know Mm -hmm. things haven't necessarily changed but
4: it's cool yeah married life is fun yeah you make me feel like it's like something that I could do one day wow Mm -hmm.
3: let's hopefully I
4: know look at the the maturation
3: oh wow that was a big word
4: yeah (laughs) you know me
3: anyway well Welcome back. Welcome One back. more time. Yes. So actually, before we get started, there was something we kind of wanted to come back to. We don't often come back to episodes that we've done before.
1: Mm-hmm. Just because, you know,
3: we like to have our conversation. Yeah. We, we always continue to learn. We're interested in each of the topics that yes. we discuss. But usually we like to have kind of like a moment in time situation yes. when we talk.
4: Yes. It's a train.
3: Yeah. That said, we do often get your letters, and thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of our listeners reached out and shared some information with us that we do think is important when yes. looking back at the exploring whiteness conversation.
4: Yes. So, so I, should, I actually have to give the person credit. This is actually my sister-in-law, a Delightful Woman. So, shout yeah. out, sister-in-law. You know, I can't. Yeah. I couldn't Not this document credit. So she has um, she has a completely different profession now, but she had in the past done a lot of organizing work around um, the intersection of race and a lot of different things. And one of the things that she had specifically worked on of many was race and, uh, I guess, environmental justice. Mm-hmm. Right. As so, far as I know. As far, oh, yeah, as far as you know. So she reached out to us literally, like, right after having listened to the Exploring Whiteness episode. But she, like, literally t- typed out an email right then being like, hey, let's listen to this episode. And some of doing some of these, like, breakout sessions that where white people are kind of just among themselves. Yeah. You know, they facilitate their own conversations about race, those were effective tools for her when she was organizing, like I said, around race and environmental justice. And so she said that she commends the schools, the private schools in New York, for trying to have these conversations. But things like that need to be facilitated. Mm -hmm. And they need to be facilitated by white allies. Yes. So, and she made a lot of really, really good points. With
3: structure, too, I think. Yes, with
4: structure, exactly. They need to be facilitated, and they need to be structured. So it can't just necessarily kind of just be like, let's throw some white people in a room. And just see what happens. See what happens. Everybody will
3: come out, you know an ally.
4: Yeah, 12 Angry Men, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she said that's not a good approach, but what they did was, was have these structured, facilitated conversations that were led by white allies she found to be really effective, and And it makes a lot of sense, the way that she explained it. When you're in a space that's devoid of people of color, when you know that you need to be having conversations about race, white people are going to be more prone, especially when it's facilitated by somebody who knows what's up, they're going to be more prone to check each other on their racism, Um, which is honestly, ideally, how I would like for it to go. Yeah. I mean
3: it's never fun to have those conversations like never. let me learn you and why you're a racist asshole like <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not
4: no you never want to have those conversations and um, and also it, I think it makes safe spaces safer and it creates more safe spaces because if white people are kind of like just calling each other out then I don't have to worry about like kind of like whatever conversation they were just having before I entered the room type of thing yeah, yeah so you know yeah
3: no I mean I think that that definitely makes a lot of sense and you know while it like, like like we were talking basically it's while it's kind of terrifying to us that yes. these conversations are happening they can definitely be a useful tool so that yes. was awesome thank you so much for yeah, sending thank that you. over thank you and we much. we should actually include she sent some reading over we should yes. include that in the yeah, show yeah i want
4: to make sure it's cool with her first she gives the okay then we'll include that and we'll put that in like we'll put the link for that in this episode's notes probably cool and also just like on a kind of like Similar tip. We, I noticed that a lot of the people, like a lot of you guys who like tweet us or follow us and stuff like that, are like really educated. Yes. And like are getting PhDs or have them. So if there's actually any, you know, we did this in the spirit of lifelong learning. So if there's any like place where you have an area of expertise and you would like to like enlighten us on something, please do.
3: Or just want to share. You yeah. know, like even if you think that we maybe touched on something that you agreed with, mm-hmm. like we're always like we are nerds for real like yeah. we love to read we love to kind of we love information yeah <laughs> exactly so you know please send over whatever you have or or just whatever opinions and thoughts that you have
4: yes please do we look forward to it so that's pretty much that
3: yeah that, i mean it mm-hmm. was well put all right
4: yeah so moving on moving on
3: What are we talking about today? That's
4: one of your favorite phrases to use, by the way.
3: What? What are we talking about? What
4: are we talking about today?
3: I like to say it because it's almost like it's a surprise. Like, I don't know.
4: I know. Like, like we didn't plan it out. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Uh, But today, we are talking about... Yes. To pimp a butterfly.
4: To pimp a butterfly. Yes. For those of you who are listening in outer space or in the sixth dimension, (laughs) that is the newest offering from... Kendrick Lamar
3: Kendrick Lamar Yes And I mean it's interesting I didn't know that we would be Talking about this so soon Considering the fact We talked about Mm -hmm. Black of the Butter Black of the Bear
4: Oh right We didn't know this was going to happen like this
3: Yeah I mean we were expecting it to come out Like right after we did The Black of the Bear episode They kind of Like a week or two after that They said it was going to be Yeah
4: March 23rd March
3: 23rd And then it came out early (sighs) And like here we are And it was honestly It was so much better Than what I expected I think we both realized That like okay We got to have the episode Be about this Yeah So
4: 'Cause we're talking about it like all the time, listening to it nonstop. So it here
3: we sense. are. Yeah. Yeah. So, initial thoughts.
4: Initial thoughts.
3: Hmm. Mm. I mean, honestly, I like I when I first started listening, when I first pressed play, mm. I was like, Holy shit, this is real funky. Like <laughs> I was like, yo, George <laughs> Clinton, like P Funk. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh man, like just coming through my ears, like filling my soul with joy. Yeah. Like it was just you can't you guys can't see my hands. Yeah, and I'm It's like, really it like you're
0: grabbing something.
3: Yeah, I'm grabbing up my to life face. and like bringing it up, bringing it up to the spirits, to the heavens. Okay. But yeah, no, it was great. Like I thought it was so funky. I thought it was so like musically different and like layered in a way that I haven't heard in a while. I was really curious as to who did a lot of the, the, produ- the production. Mm-hmm. It was honestly it was a pretty like pretty large range in terms of who he worked with. Yes. Which is interesting considering how kind of consistent it sounds like a lot of times albums sound like oh this is my Pharrell track oh this yeah. is my even
4: the Pharrell track that was on this album it yeah. took me mm, a few listens and then actually like realizing that that was his voice on it to mm-hmm. me for me to be like oh yeah no that is a Pharrell song
3: yeah but like he really you know you can tell he he developed and produced this as a as a complete project yes I thought it was awesome I mean I also thought legitimately it was like disarming like I was taking a shower mm-hmm and you should talk about what you were doing the night before, because this is how I found out about the album.
4: Like, oh, wait, you were, wait, you were taking a shower? I was
3: taking a shower, because I, we, I mean, that day, we had a lot going on.
4: We did have a lot
3: going on. <laughs> <laughs> had a lot happening. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I, I don't have time to, like, sit and give this the listen oh, that I okay. really need to. So I had to get ready. So I was like, I just need to play this going on, because I could already tell that you had been listening to it yeah. for, like, hours, apparently. Hours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, it just knocked me off like, my ass, I kept, like, reaching out, reaching out of the shower and, yeah. like, screaming to my, my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, like, oh, shit, you just hear that? Are you <laughs> hear what he just said? This dick ain't free? This dick
4: ain't oh free? Oh, my God. Like,
3: I was, like, literally losing my mind at just how overt it was. Like, I was, I was honestly, in some spaces, shocked in such a, like, pleasant way. Oh,
4: my gosh. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I was up the night before, so I had, like, a deadline that I was working out for work, like, actually bizarrely late. And the internet went out at my house yeah, <laughs> at 1.30 in the morning. So I actually had to walk to, I think, what is all of our favorite neighborhood bar. Because yeah. I realized that they had Wi-Fi. I was, like, worried I was going to have to go someplace that had Wi-Fi in the middle of the night. It was going to be, like, whack, like, FedEx, Kinko's or something like that. But then I realized that the bar had internet. And I was just like, oh, let me get my ass up and go over there. Yeah. So, like, right around then is, like, I think maybe it had just come out. I realized it had come out. And I was like, shit. So I just, like, literally, I just purchased it immediately. No. And then I was like, all right, you know what? I have to do this work, but I'm going to sit in the bar, probably going to drink, and I'm going to listen to this Kendrick. And sure enough, like, the little stuff that I had to do, like, got wrapped up in 30 minutes. And I thought I was just going to sit there for, like, one glass of Malbec and, like, kind of, like, give it a listen. I was like, all right, you know, how good could it be? I know yeah. I'm excited for it, but, like, how good could it be? Um, no, I ended up sitting there. I think I had, I might have had two or three drinks, like, overall. And I sat there and, like, the just the beginning... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like the first yeah. line of the album. whats well, is theory, yeah. And yeah. then the every nigga is a every star. Every nigga is a star. I was just like, Oh he went in, <laughs> I yeah. see. So then like I wanna say by the time I got to all right and like you said, we had a lot going on that day.
3: My life changed I, I heard, needed to like, hear that. That my was my like life changed.
4: I was like, I'm in this bar, I got this struggle ass internet. For no fucking reason it's cold outside I'm walking back and forth carrying a laptop in the middle of the night and like not my own personal laptop my work laptop yeah. which is like um five inches in thickness you yeah. <laughs> know basically it's like this old ass doll and I was just like I'm on this struggle train I don't know how shit is gonna turn out and Kendrick said we gonna we be, be alright right. and I was like look so I was like tweeting about it actually yeah. in the middle of the night to nobody
3: um I woke up to literally like six or seven tweets from you like I was like what the hell happened? Like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh. No, I oh, tweeted from my
4: account, tweeted from our account. It's <laughs> yeah. was just like, everybody needs to know. I was hooked from from the start.
3: And then, last, I got to point out before we get into, because we were about to get into, like, you know, the deep, like, what like what, what this does this album mean? mean? You know? Yeah. But Ronald Isley, Snoop Dogg, James Fauntleroy, mm-hmm. Bilal, mm-hmm. and George Clinton mm-hmm. were all on the same album.
4: Right.
3: Like, when the fuck did you think that was going to
4: happen? I really didn't. And that's how you have to know that Kendrick is not about the bullshit. Because, like, Ronald Ice George Clinton does not just get up yeah. and just do this shit for anybody. You He's not busy saying? these
3: days. Nah. Like, so, for
4: him to, like, I mean, I could hear the influence. And then when I heard him singing, I was like, hm?
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, that shit just touched, it really touched, like, it touched my spirit. Like, we were texting back and forth. Our G-chat that day, it's like, oh. he sent a word today. Like, yeah. he sent a word today <laughs> through Kendrick to he us, He really did. I was like, we
4: needed to hear this shit. It was oh, one message.
3: It was so good. And honestly, yeah. one of the things I also want to point out is, like, Black of the Berry kind of made sense in context. Like, <sighs> e- to a certain degree. Yeah, like, we're like, don't get into that. I think that, you know, our points still kind of stand.
0: Mm-hmm. but
3: I I kind of see like in how he had all those different touch points like that like that like rage filled moment mm-hmm. that was kind of that for the album that makes
4: sense. yeah no I get what you're saying I get what you're saying
3: so I just wanted to point that out so you know diving into kind of I guess the themes or whatever one of the things we that I think was apparent to everyone sure. was that this album was like amazingly black yes
4: one like, of my favorite <laughs> tweets was like someone being like Can't you just imagine Taylor Swift at home (laughs) listening (laughs) to, like, fucking Every nigga is a Star? Right?
3: Like, what? And, like, and the prospect of, like, a whole bunch of white folks listening to this is real because he got something like 9.3 million streams in one day. Yeah. Like, so there was a large group of people listening to this album. And the fact that they're even, like, down to the album cover. Like, where you oh, got... Yeah. all, the, And we obviously we're going to talk a little bit more about We later. are going to talk. But, about like, down to the album cover where you got all these, like, hood folks mm-hmm. just, like, in front of the White
4: House living it up. And I actually like that. I felt a lot of glee looking at that photo because it's just, like, honestly... Anybody, and anybody who tells you otherwise is a fucking lie. Yeah. But, like, nine times out of ten when you're at work, what do you wish you were doing? Like, you're like, I wish I did have all the money in fucking the United States. And yeah. I was, like, on the like on the lawn of the White House. Taking with the squad. Club photos with the squad. You know what I'm saying? Cash in hand. Yeah. No shirt on. Drinking. Taking club photos. Right. Like, <laughs> who doesn't want to do I would always rather be doing that triumphantly Yeah. than be sitting at my desk at my job.
3: And, like, I think, honestly, a lot of that, it was him, like, really... I'm almost saying fuck you to respectability. Absolutely. Like, it was clear that he was like, yo, I'm about to put all this shit out there. Mm-hmm. Because it's all valid. It's
4: all, like, it is valid. pieces of the black experience. Exactly. And I, I liked that. Like, And literally from the first line, I knew how things were going to roll out. Actually, the cover art came out a couple of days before the album. I no. didn't see it, maybe... I think I saw like, I saw it, we'll get back to that. I saw it like once, but just being able to have the entire package all at once, being able to have like, like the cover art and like every single song, even just like, as I was starting to read the song titles, I was just like, oh, yeah, I, you're not, you weren't playing with anybody. Like this at is, all. Yeah.
3: No. He was, and even like for free, like this dick ain't free. Like um, literally yeah. you were going back and forth. Like you were like, Who does this remind me of? I was like, one, is a lot of things. Yeah. But it definitely had, like, you know, pieces of, like, Dolomite. We talked about, like, Love Jones.
4: Yeah, we talked about Love Jones. We talked about Last Poets and some, like, beat poetry, even. Like, the way he was drawing out all of his like vowels and yeah. kind of almost like he was acrobatic with his speech yeah I mean
3: it really like honestly that like that interlude was like hilarious. oh it
4: was so enjoyable but yeah, yeah I've been
3: waiting to hear some shit like that on an album on a popular album for a long ass time
4: it reminded me of like one of my favorite interludes of all time I think it's from Stankonia Kim and mm-hmm. Cookie yeah <laughs> it just like and actually I do, I do want to talk about this a little bit like but you know later in the episode I've been listening to more and more old Kanye since mm-hmm. actually we did the Kanye episodes like this whole past month yeah and I just remember he had some super fucking classic interludes yeah. on his first two albums that like I really, 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 really enjoyed. It was cool to hear that. And also, I mean, on one hand, I was like, yeah, I really like this. On the other hand, I was like, this dick ain't free. I was like, I feel like I'm going to be hearing that.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's going like, to be. Especially it's gonna, now it's, it's gonna be not. It's going to be annoying.
4: I'm putting all my business out there. The summer's going to pop off soon, and I'm just going to be like, I feel like people are just going to be saying that. Everyone yeah. thinks that shit is cute.
3: Yeah. And I mean, it's not it's <laughs> But it's <not. laughs> it cool. Said, like I get it. Yeah. Like and even like when he was talking about like comparing like the dick was basically Uncle Sam's dick. Yeah. Oh absolutely yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I mean I thought those like No, no, no. The dick was,
4: was labor. That was black people, it was our, it was black it was labor.
3: But in some case like I think in the last verse he was talking about Uncle Sam.
4: I thought that the the woman Ooh, actually in this it's gonna serve what I, one of the things I'm gonna talk about later. Mm-hmm. But the woman who is like talking back to him during that point, yeah, I think that she's America, mm. and she's like, "I'm gonna get my Uncle Sam." So I think Uncle Sam is like, and that's why it's like you know he had Wesley's interlude before because everybody knows Wesley Snipes And they pay his fucking taxes. Yeah, all that money in the Carter didn't pay your fucking yeah. taxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's deep. Anyway, maybe he actually thought that was his real job, and you know you don't have to tax drug money. So <laughs> I mean, anyway. Missed- <laughs> anyway yeah i thought that like the woman was america the dick was slave labor which we're gonna get into later yeah because that is yeah we're gonna get into it later i um, love that
3: we're unpacking what the dick is exactly like, yeah what and, the dick is <laughs> in and then of.
4: uncle sam is like taxes which like you know i mean kendrick is kendrick but like everybody <laughs> knows at least five or six or seven like uncles cousins brothers who. Yeah. who's Swear, want to talk about how they don't need to pay their taxes because of X, Y, or Z?
0: Yeah,
4: like on some level, like the reparations conversation, like let's have that, let's do that because every other country in the world has had it. Yeah, but um, like for the record, we both pay our taxes and y'all should do.
3: Yeah, we both pay our taxes. <laughs> I want
4: to say both of us have our tax returns like before March.
3: Yeah, I try to do it as like as soon as I get it, just because I mean, real time that check is always real talk. It's nice to get,
4: but yeah, no, yeah, I thought that Uncle Sam was like you know the tax man, and then the woman was America. And then the dick was was black contribution to society.
3: I mean, I definitely might. I mean, I definitely might have heard it wrong. That actually that sounds know. better than what I was thinking in my head. You know,
4: sure maybe that, you got distracted just by the joy. The joy that you felt upon hearing these. I nights. mean, it's
3: true. You see the, this big ass smile I got. In my head.
4: <laughs> You're fucking grinning.
3: But yeah. but even like going down to like King Kunta, like you know how I mean think about it like this. I mean, mm-hmm. and this is something you know I kind of want to talk about later. But like a 14 year old talking about King Kunta. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like seeing that, like Kunta Kinte, like how many, how many, how many like teenagers do you really think like no, no roots, no roots like that, no. like bringing those things back, positioning himself as that, like, yeah. you know, getting his leg taken off, like, or the prospect of that. Like, yeah. I just thought it was fucking amazing.
4: Well, I like too that even just like blatantly reframing Kunta as yeah. royalty was nice. I enjoyed that. I mean, I thought that that was a nice reference. I thought it was interesting. Again, like I said, there were some lyrics in there in that song where I was just like, all right. I get it i get it I get yeah it. Uh, and also i love that song because i want to say that song sampled um the big payback the payback yeah i think so now that song is like i grew i can't believe it. i'm i'm i know i'm getting old and black i know i'm getting old and black but like i grew up on the funk do you know what i'm saying same like my, my I grew uncle put me on up on the funk like yeah. my daddy did not fucking play okay so like to be able to like that call and response where he's like, I'm mad, he mad, no. but I ain't stressed. Like, all that shit. Like, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. Yeah. Or like, what was my jam? Who well, I can't remember the people who sang it. But something, 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 something. Aqua Ak- Doodoo. Like, all yeah. that, like, having a section of women who are kind of singing and like that call and response. I love all that shit. Pass the peas. Like, it made me so happy and it got me like into that song immediately. Yeah. And also, too, true friends. <laughs> One question. Mm-hmm. Where you when I was walking <laughs> You know what I'm saying yeah. I just love that Like I Like that whole song Just got me It got me really 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 hyped
3: No it's amazing Like he He clearly pulled out All these like All these kind of Cultural touch points mm-hmm. And like really And just, super black Yeah and like Just brought them back And like put them Directly in the forefront mm-hmm. In a way that Really hasn't been done In like a long 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 time No And then also like The fact that he uh, Like in Complexion Like Zulu uh, Zulu <laughs> What is a Zulu love you know, <laughs> I just thought it was great. I mean, like we were talking about this earlier, like Kendrick's hotel. Like, oh yeah, Kendrick's hotel. I t- mean, t- he t- is, but like we need more of that, just a little bit, just a little bit. You
4: can't see my face, but like my face is making the face that I make, like after I have a milkshake and. My body cannot tolerate sugar or lactose. Yeah. So you can imagine what I look like right now. We don't need more HOTEP. I do appreciate Kendrick's... And we can get into this later. Yeah. But I do appreciate the fact that Kendrick is consistently, seemingly trying to, like, approach some sort of, like, higher consciousness. Yeah. At, on, on a consistent basis, he's always trying to, to like, know more and do better. But that's sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Complexion was one of those songs where, like, I had a tough time, actually, for the first time. Even when really? I, I was in my honeymoon period, I was just uh-huh. like...
3: Well, I mean, it's definitely a little. I mean, the whole the whole album, I will yeah. I will give you, is a little heavy handed. Yeah. But I think, I mean, how often does that does that really happen? Like, usually you get like, honestly, the, the way I felt about it, and even it comes back to the, like this kind of this the sense of blackness that was apparent throughout the entire album.
4: Mm-hmm. Usually, you get
3: a line here or a line there, yeah, you know, or maybe even a song here or a song there, yeah. But like to have the entire album feel so thick with like all of these different oh, perspectives that don't really get a lot of light. Even if it's like some some kind of hotel shit. Even if it's a little heavy handed or on the nose, you know, as some yeah. people would say. Like I thought like why I say like we need that is because who who has a boss to do that shit?
4: Yeah, no, no no I mean there's people who have the boss to do that shit, but they're not they're not the type of people who can release an album in the middle of the night on a Sunday. <laughs>
0: do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, yeah.
4: And like and like be able to just like put that out there. It's a big deal. Um it's like when people talk about Beyonce as a feminist and they're like well she's not talking about anything that deep and I'm like there's There are very few women, though, who are at her level who are going to stick their neck out there to that point. There's lots of women who are, you know, closer to the ground, you know, ground level who are, you know, saying and and doing different things or who are operating within like a a specific genre. But when you're super huge like that, it is kind of risky. I wish it wasn't. I mean, same. but, um, But yeah, it is kind of risky to be talking about some of the things he's talking about. I will concede.
3: But I mean, moving on a little bit, thinking about, I mean, so the thing that he kind of was clearly looking to achieve was Mm -hmm. to address his like sense of uh, like imposter syndrome or I don't know if it was imposter syndrome actually, maybe a little bit, but more so like survivor's remorse. Like, you know, he clearly has gotten to a point in his life where he feels like he's made it to a certain degree and Mm he's, he's embraced success. Um, And in the process, how do you not leave behind or how do you, you know, what what sense of responsibility do you have to the people you know that you came from, who and I don't know you. that, like,
4: um, how prepared are those people to continue to support you? Yeah, how how can you relate to those people? And even like, what's that song? You, yeah, which is a song that I really, 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 really like. And it was actually difficult for me to listen to. Yeah, first like time. it's painful. Well, because yeah, it's painful, but also like, so he has survivor's remorse. Yeah. I do not necessarily have survivor's remorse. But I do, I think every kind of young adult person who cares about anybody um, in their life, you you can get to a point where you kind of feel like you failed the people around you. So maybe if it's not necessarily survivor's remorse, maybe it's a case of... I know that I have more than other people do, or I know that or I, I, you know, I have X, Y, and Z, I should be helping this person or that person, or I haven't made enough time for X, Y, and Z. Um, and kind of feeling like you're failing the people around you. Like, so you're trying to get your shit together and maybe it's going well, but it requires a lot of your focus and a lot of your attention. Yeah. And maybe you're not there for the people around you as much as you wish you could be. And you feel like if something goes wrong in their life, yeah. Then you fail on some level, and I, I don't know Kendrick's life, but I, the way that his voice was on that song, especially when he's hiccuping and like yeah. that drunken that drunken tone that he took on, that to me was so like everybody's had that moment. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you in therapy? We call this negative self talk.
3: Oh wow! Um,
4: haven't yeah. heard them. Oh, you haven't? No, yeah, y'all get there soon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he knows what it is. Yeah, in therapy, they call it just in general. You call it negative self-talk. Where you know you have like sort of like this your internal voice. Like mm-hmm. your internal voice is always like just you're beating yourself up. Kind of made me wonder like some of the things that were in the song. Like, did you legitimately fuck up? Or are you just beating yourself up for this? And yeah. you know that was when he had I think the suicidal moment in the hotel room. It seems mm-hmm. like as far as the larger narrative of the album, yeah, you is the song where he sort of was like had the breakdown in the hotel room everybody I think who has feelings I don't want to speak for no. everybody—but everybody's had that moment where you feel kind of like things are going well in one area but I'm completely neglecting for this other thing or I wasn't you know here for someone or I've you, just that feeling of failure like you failed everybody around you and you don't really know how to deal with that
3: no totally I mean honestly I felt it I think a lot closer to kind of how he was like his his literal interpretation of the song mm-hmm. like even before going deeper like growing up honestly I grew up uh, so I grew up in, in between kind of like two different neighborhoods, one, you know, very, not I wouldn't say wealthy, but like one really nice neighborhood, one that was kind of on the outskirts of the hood, you know, whatever. And, you know, some of my friends, like a lot of them were on on a different path. And like it was always it was always kind of difficult because you would talk to like their parents and they're like, well, why don't you, you know, just when you do your homework, tell Tell him to do his homework or yeah. a lot of different things like that, and you know you would try to do that, and you try to have some sort of responsibility to, to them.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult to only get your friends to do something. <laughs> exactly, it's difficult to be a kid. It's difficult to grow up. It's yeah. difficult to achieve some sort of success, and then see what you want to do and work towards that with yeah. you know the the energy that it takes. And like, I mean, the reality is our paths have become completely divergent. Like, I had you know, that happen. Yeah, yeah, and like he unfortunately isn't is not as... In, in as good of a situation right now. Yeah. And so, like, I heard that, and I'm like, damn. And it's it also goes back to the, when I go home, it's difficult to, for me to go and, like, see his family because they mm-hmm. live in very close proximity to us because I know that the conversation is going to go there, and it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like I hear this every now and again, and it, it like, really... It kind of, it puts a weight on you and you need that, you know, to, like you said, continue to have feelings and have empathy and, you know, think yeah. about how and for some people blessed you are,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: in terms of what you have and what you've been given, but you still have to, in my opinion, keep, keep moving forward. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think clearly that's why he positioned this right before. All right. All right. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. and all right, like, man, like, man, all my life I has to fight.
4: Like really, literally when he said that. I felt that so hard because I think in. we're Like I said, we're going to get into this later. There are some things I think that you could connect to way more in this album than I could. Mm. Just because you're a black man. And you can understand so much of what he's talking about firsthand. Some, I can understand what he's talking about firsthand. But also, sometimes I know he wasn't speaking directly to me. But when I heard All Right, I was just like, this is is exactly something something that I needed to hear. That exact hour and the exact day that I needed to hear it. All my life. I had to fight when he said that. Yeah. And again, that's black as hell. That's like, that's a sealy from the color purple yeah. reference. Like, and I think maybe that's also why maybe it was easier for me to hook into that song. Um, and I'm just figuring this out now because I'm slow because he took these black woman's words, yeah. words that were said by a black woman in a book or really more to the point, more colloquially yeah, in a movie. In movie yeah. yeah. That was, um, you know, like, well, the book was written by a black woman. So he said black woman's words or whatever, the black woman's saying it in the movie. And the character, Seely Was it Celie? No, that's Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. I'm getting all messed up. So this is like everyone associates this with like I mean. Oprah Winfrey. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like me hearing that, I'm just like, okay, like I can, like this is, it was an easy point of entry. But like I can, I, I felt that shit in my fucking bones.
3: Like, I mean, real talk, that's about to be. Like, that's the cookout jam. That the is summer. a cookout. Like.
4: And obviously it's like a Pharrell song. Yeah. So like, you know, it had actually some of like the same sort of like doo harmonies that he's been playing with ever since. Actually, kind of like... Happy for mm-hmm. sure, but also like on Beyonce's album yeah. and also kind of like he worked a lot on Kylie Minogue's last album. I could hear some of it, you know, some of those things in there and obviously blurred lines, but we all know how that shit turned out. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, that was, it was, I appreciated it because I think you is the lowest point of the album yeah. and all right was like, a br- it was like a breath of fresh air.
0: Yeah. For the love of home.
1: Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
3: it's interesting to say well you I mean you was kind of at the lowest point I thought how much a dollar cost kind of went there too oh, how much a dollar cost was like really intense for me honestly.
4: well yeah well how much a dollar cost though was still external whereas yeah. you to me was like very 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 internal that was I mean like, clearly from yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. I couldn't listen to that song maybe a second time I don't think I made it all the way through a second time when I saw it until about four or five days in.
3: That's deep, too. I mean, honestly, just, like, coming back to that, like... And this is kind of... there was So there was an article, I mean, as we're talking about, like, how much blackness this mm-hmm. uh, this album really kind of promotes T- or oh, contains. Promotes, yeah. yeah. So there was an article uh, on... I don't know if it was. it Jezebel?
4: It was, yeah. Jezebel. It was, like, this new vertical they have yeah. or whatever.
3: Um, and basically on one of the Gawker, uh, the Muse, um, one of the Gawker... Gawker, Gawker Blocks. I'm struggling. Anyway, it was called the uh, overwhelming blackness of Kendrick Lamar's To "Pimp a Butterfly," Mm -hmm. and like, I mean, just thinking about like you think about an album, a popular album, and not being able to come back to a specific song for four or five days, like Mm. something having that much intensity. Like we don't, I don't think we we see a lot in, like like we said, like a popular album, an yeah. album on this scale. And, like, that's kind of what she talked about here. Like, you know, loving the album, but, like, kind of struggling to get through it
4: mm-hmm. because
3: of how many different things it triggers, for lack yeah. of a better word. Like, you know, for some people, like, we didn't have that problem, but mm-hmm. I can definitely see where, you know, if your relationship to to some of the parts of blackness that he talks about mm-hmm. and dives into is complicated, how this would be a difficult thing for yeah. you to... Approach.
4: Well, it's actually one of the strange blessings of black people kind of being absent from a lot of media conversations is that like we're absent for a lot of the positive things, but the upside is that a lot of the things that are triggering for us um, and possibly most painful are commonly left out of public conversation. And this yeah. kind of brought everything, like everything front and center. And like I have friends who told me that, you know, there are specific songs that they can't listen to without crying. Yeah, You know what I mean? Um, so for all of the things, I know that you... You and I, our feelings about the album are different, but for all the things that I find kind of uneven about the album, I think that its sincerity and its centering of blackness is admirable, to say the very least.
3: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And I think, I mean, honestly, going into, you know, I can tell, like, you have a very measured perception and appreciation for the album. Mm -hmm. That said, I think, I mean, I do too. I definitely think it has some flaws. Yeah. But I agree with that. Like, it's scope you know mm-hmm. what it what it is looking to achieve what it's looking to attack yeah. is is like it's awe-inspiring to a degree because of how large it is mm-hmm. like you know how big this is something you said the the, the world is that he's yeah. trying to occupy here mm-hmm. but yeah no i think that's amazing and we'll definitely include this article in the show notes because it's really good and um, it is good it, uh, it unpacks a lot of the different nuances and pieces
4: yeah I feel like I saw some people on Twitter I actually like Twitter is like a television channel that it kind of is kind it of is really. just tune into. yeah I was uh, saw some people on Twitter coming for, it was my Clover Hope who actually I don't know if she like just got with Gawker this year but I really really like she wrote a really good article on Blackish a few months ago I really 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 really, really like her but some people were like coming for her because they mm-hmm. were like if you're uncomfortable with the blackness of this album you're uncomfortable with your own identity and da 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 and I'm like fuck that man yeah I'm like "It's." to it like it's more yeah
3: like i mean being black is like don't get it twisted. when i listen to this i'm really happy but this Mm -hmm. this shit is real hard he he put some real shit out there yeah like for everybody to see and like we said a a lot of different audiences are going to listen to this and like for some people that's difficult to to think about the questions you might receive after someone hears that and asks you about it you're expected to respond with you know with some sense of authority, like, or even just whatever internal experiences you might have. Like, mm-hmm. like blackness is a complicated thing. You can be proud of it and still struggle with it at yeah. the same time.
4: You can be proud of it and still feel like, how do I put this? I never ever wish that I was wasn't black. I never wish I was anything else. But sometimes the the weight that comes with it, I would love to be without on a regular yeah. basis. And so sometimes like, you know, when you're picking up this album, you're also like examining that weight and pulling it apart. And so I could definitely see how, yeah, I could see how it's like you said it's thick.
3: Yeah, like real thick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's tough. So like I I completely get it. And I think we both we both disagreed with, you know, the notion of struggling with it. Quick But, like, this didn't, after reading this, it didn't seem unfair. It didn't seem, like, it didn't seem any less valid. No, 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 no. So, I mean, that's interesting. I didn't didn't see any of that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. But.
4: You know, I'll be lurking way more than you do,
2: though.
3: Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) I'm. I check into Twitter like one or two times a day. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I
4: clock in in, like when I get to work, like it's my fucking job. (laughs) When I leave, like I'm not really on Twitter at night. Although I was, I will say, Mm -hmm. I was on Twitter after dark last week.
3: Oh, really? Last Thursday? Yeah. Shit got real. People are wild. I mean, folks don't don't care. I've seen that from Tumblr. Like folks don't care to a degree. Yeah, I haven't seen Well, I know people don't care
4: on Tumblr, but Tumblr feels more like private. Tumblr feels more like
3: it really is it though.
4: No, it it isn't. But it feels like even the way that it's set up, like even like the way the interface the interface looks, it looks like kinda like it reminds me of being like we had a film club when I was in high school and Mm -hmm. it was mostly just like a bunch of nerdy kids sitting in a room watching Memento because (laughs) your parents signed a permission slip and said that you could watch an R rated movie, right? So like that's kind of how Tumblr feels to me when I use it. But like Twitter, it just feels like I'm constantly like Da, 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 da. You know, like in like old movies when people have like a telegraph or whatever. That's what I feel like when I'm using Twitter. I feel like everybody can yeah. hear my thoughts. People be on Twitter, porn gifts.
3: Ah, letting loose, yeah.
4: Porn gifts. Yeah. People, it's literally like if it's if it's if it's 10 p.m. in China, <laughs> people in Buffalo are about to be like oh, to like pop these tweets off.
3: That's why I'm scared to like I have to like I use the Twitter app the like real small one. Because you never know what's gonna like on my computer. Really? Yeah. Because you never know what's gonna pop up in your damn feed. Cause you got that one person who like nine times out of ten is real funny on Twitter, but then they, they get real reckless after a certain point <laughs> yeah. in time. So like I can't be at work, you know what I'm saying, with some, some real crazy shit popping yeah. in my head. I don't feed, even so. open
4: Tumblr. Tumblr is just like Oh yeah,
3: that's a no that's a no breasts. work zone. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
4: Just breasts. Like whole Tumblr just
3: I mean breasts. it's great, but it, it like you said, it's not it's not worth yeah, safe right. at all. Anyway, but coming back to kind of, kind of, we <laughs> yes. kinda, we, kinda we, went, did. we went down a the road there. We did. I mean, the other thing I was thinking about, and we we talked about this, this a little bit, but like what this means is kind of a. It's already number one. I feel like at this point he sold he sold a shit ton of albums. Yeah, I, I mean, like I don't
4: follow shit like that, but let's just say it's the number one people, album. We just talk about Twitter. People make up shit on Twitter all the yeah. time, so let us do it too.
3: But to have this album be number one, be the most kind of sell even for if it's just for let's say a week. But I think it's gonna last for a little while. Oh, I kinda wow. see the, the trend going that way. But like what this album means as a number one album was really interesting to me. Like, you know, you mentioned it and you were right that other people make music like this. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Other people make I guess the word is conscious. Like this is a conscious, conscious. album. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But there hasn't been a conscious album that I can recall to this degree mm-hmm. be this popular. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, I can't go back to anything.
4: I don't know if it's been done, like, in my lifetime.
3: Yeah. And, like, he even acknowledges that. Like, you know, folks talk about we need more conscious music, but he was like, if that's the case, Killer Mike would have been platinum. Yeah. Like, and that's some real shit. It is some real like, shit. Like, if, if you think, even Killer Mike, you talk about David Banner, who, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
4: Like, oh, my God. Like,
3: you got, you know, uh, Black Star. Yeah. Both of them.
4: <laughs> yeah, but like, you know I mean, Amos, yeah. I'm, they're very talented men, but like they ain't like Killer Mike, I can I honestly say, I think we all know he's been consistent. Yeah.
0: You know, you know. What I'm <laughs> that's good,
3: right, but I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm more of a fan of all of them individually, so I kind of see like the the notes that stay somewhat consistent. But I agree, like yeah, you know, I mean, this you know. album is clearly different and shines in a different way than that. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's amazing, and I think the conversations, like even the Black and the Berry, the types of conversation that that like that that spurred, you know, between us. Yeah. The the prospect of all of these differences, like literally every single song is something that can generate a variety of conversations that we don't have every day. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know, I think that's pretty amazing. I think it's pretty unique. That
4: is a really good point. I never really thought of it as necessarily something that would I don't even know why I'm saying this dumb shit but it's what I was thinking. I really didn't think of it as something, like as a tool to generate conversation, but it certainly 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 is. Actually, I've been we belong to the same Social, social club we like you know discuss music that's come out and older music and like I think I went you didn't go last week I didn't go last yeah because you got married
3: yeah Um busy. and
4: I went I literally went like I think we were supposed to talk about Drake and we did talk about Drake mm-hmm. but I went just to see if there was going to be any errant like Kendrick conversation with people who I knew were going to be as hype as I was if the album came out and like honestly I mean I can't even lie not enough people in my life have listened to it. I think for me to like be really? able to sit and talk to them. Yeah, no, this is actually the most substantial conversation that I've had about the album since it came out.
3: Wow, that's mm-hmm. interesting. I've even talked to it. Like who? Who? Are, well, our friend who shall not be named. Oh,
4: mm. our friend Ron. Yeah.
3: Well, we we can't we can't say Ron's name anymore. No, we can't say yeah. Ron's name anymore. But uh, our friend who shall not be named. We even talked about it. Like you know, he talk
4: to me. Oh, well, I will say he texts me at six thirty a.m. the next morning. Yeah. Being like. All cap. You got that, Kendrick? <laughs> and, of course, I texted back a screenshot because I was listening to it right that second, like, in my bed. But, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a
3: few conversations about it. I, will, I agree. It hasn't been as pervasive as I would have hoped. But I do think that for people who talk music, you know, this is, this is a big deal. Yeah. Like, especially rap music. Like, this is a big fucking deal. Like it compared is. to like even Drake. Like if you look at the other people who are really really popular right mm-hmm. now. And not to take away from any of them cuz like real talk the Drake mixtape album or whatever it was. Like I wanted to hate it,
4: but that shit not. You tried to hate it. I tried hate to hate it, it so, so bad. First <laughs> Ron told Juan. I'm to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Jose. Oh, exactly? Juan told me um yeah, like literally, like the, the couple days he's like, Eric "hating on Drake again," which no, is true because you were hating. I wasn't hating. It. The album great. itself is not that great. It's not, but, but I think there's some songs that I really, really.
3: Enjoyed. The songs on there, like on their own, and maybe that's why he considers it a mixtape. And I'll give him if that's if that's I don't know that that's his explanation, yeah. but if that's his explanation, I will give you that. It they just a lot of them individually sound kind of like throwaways, mm-hmm. but I do think like uh, seven or eight songs yeah. on the album Go are hard. like. And like they the knock.
4: Yeah, no. That is excellent excellent... I mean, even like the first song. Yeah. Sorry. Legend, Legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 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 good. But yeah, you were saying about like popular yeah. like, rappers who are in right?
3: the spectrum, like you look at Drake, you look at who oh, else is Big really Sean like Big album. Sean's album. And I actually really like Big Sean's album.
4: Oh am um, I really gonna listen to it?
3: You know, I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't it wasn't bad at all. No. Um I mean it doesn't like even between Drake's and and Kendrick's album, like it, it's a distant third.
4: So, uh, what is it they say on that on that show you like? Oh, now a motherfucking factor?
3: Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to say it because I like Big Show. I know you but... do. No,
4: you really, you defend Big Show. Yeah, I think always Big Sh- he needs
3: it. Honor. He needs it. But, no, but I, I mean, if you look at those albums, this is, this is different. Like, this is really, oh, yeah. really, really, really different. I think that's really good, like, to have, like, I feel like now we are getting to the point you know, where it's okay to have more of a complete spectrum. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
3: if you look at like albums and you look at like, let's say the top albums over any given period, Mm -hmm. like going back, you know, there's always a little bit of consistency in the content.
4: Are you saying in rap specifically? or In rap
3: specifically. Okay. And I think we've all been waiting for, and not to say rap hasn't been varied, but if you look at the top albums, I think a lot of people who are like, you know, really, really like hip-hop heads mm-hmm. are have been waiting for a little more diversity in, in the top.
4: Oh, I could definitely see that. Because even if you think about like, in the 90s, if you look at the 90s as a whole, there were different, like there was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But they were all, they all happened in these brief Many periods. Yeah. So you had like g fuck and then you had like started getting to bling in the late '90s, and you had like your you know California moment in the yeah. early '90s. Like these were all a lot of these things all happening within the same decade. But they were like, okay, this is what was hot in '91, '94, '96. There it wasn't like at any one given point you could have all of these different Together. things happening. Yeah. yeah,
3: and I think that's awesome. I think there's definitely a place like a place for everybody. There's a place mm-hmm.
4: for big Sean too. There is a big. There's a place for big Sean. It's just night. Like, You know, to me, he's not, like, the top, top. But, like, I get it. I get why people like him. He has some good songs. He's appealing. It actually reminds me, when you talk about, at the top, having, like, a lot of different sounds. It actually reminds me kind of of how soul and R&B was in the Mm -hmm. 70s. You know what I'm saying? So you still had, like... Motown runoff but like that could still coexist with like funk happening Yeah. and sort of how funk really like it like also coexisted with some of like some disco at the same yeah. time like, those are a lot of really cool interesting things happening granted it was a little bit more like the 90s kind of where you had these mini moments but still there was a lot more like if you looked at the top like it was cool for like Marvin Gaye would be at the top. It was cool for George Clinton to also yeah. be at the top and for Sly Stone to also be at the top and for the Spinners to also be yeah. at the top. Like, that was a, like, you know, and the Isley Brothers to yeah. also be at the top. Like, all that shit happening at once was cool.
3: No, I agree. And it's amazing that that those types of things haven't happened as often. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, considering how much, like, going back to what you said, like, different types of music, the diversity of music has always been consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, and in terms of how much has been recognized, I feel like the scope of who's recognized now has maybe gotten smaller. Which is certainly yeah, which has made those types of periods harder to have. Yeah, it's to like occur. so siloed. Yeah, yeah, you know, and even like if you look at R and B, like there aren't as many ty- different types of R and B no. as there used to be.
4: Actually, I will say in the nineties was actually a good time for R and B. Yeah, and we, and it's not like R and B has ever really it hasn't died. No, nah. but as far as being able to have like a consistent moment in the in like the popular discourse, I yeah. guess R and B is no longer really. Up there, which makes me sad because it's my favorite. It's actually my favorite genre.
3: Well, D'Angelo is still here,
4: and he released a really black album, too.
3: Really, really funny. Actually, almost
4: felt like D'Angelo kind of like rolled out like a carpet and kind of is like, Come on, y'all,
3: Yo, run with
4: it, run with it. It's It's gonna be cool,
3: yeah. (laughs) I ripped, well, actually, no, I can't say that. Oh, sorry. There's something I'm gonna tell you after. Okay, cool. But
4: see, I'm not excited,
3: yeah. Dang, I almost put some shit out there anyway, but. (laughs) Coming back to this, even, like, so we talked about the conversations. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I think, in terms of conversation, mean, this might be a good pivot, mm-hmm. the conversation that Kendrick had with Tupac was, I thought, a lot of people felt like that was kind of off. Like, and it was definitely weird. Like... Do
4: people never listen to rap albums before? Yeah. I like, mean, people do like all, all the yeah. Time. What is, oh wait, you weren't there. So, at brunch or whatever last week, we're, we were to have listened to UGK's Riding Dirty. Mm-hmm. The last song on that album, is like just literally shout out, shout out everybody. Not yet, It's not Young Money or whatever, but like, shout out No Limit, shout yeah. out everybody in Louisiana, shout out my mom, shout out Chicken, shout out Frenchies, shout out Papa. Shout, shouting out anybody they could name. I thought I was gonna get a shout out. Like, it was 10 minutes. I was sitting there like, I was waiting for the song. I was like, all right, it's gonna, it's gonna pick up. It's gonna, I think it was just called Outro. Yeah. But um, Or even like, again, on I was listening on Kanye. Yes, exactly. the Yes, yeah. exactly. His last call.
3: Last Call I was trying to find yeah, you Yeah know, no this. Last
4: Call Actually which was like Super awesome yeah. And this reminded me a lot of Motherfuck
3: that. you Kanye For making me doing this yeah.
4: shit <laughs> Exactly. Like last call is cool because it was just like Kanye. See, I had to go through it with Kanye
3: being in. himself. Yeah, when himself was fun.
4: Yeah, because like I love that part of the album because like you hear how much of a fucking lame ass nerd he is and yeah. how hype and thirsty he was, which I just love. I love that. I think that's so amazing. And also like him being proud of himself, putting his own he idea bed hyped. together. He was hype. was like, you know, me and my mom. We went out to Newark. I have not even seen my apartment. I got the like, you know you got my key for too. Right, exactly. <laughs> just like. How like adorable that was, but that was a weird thing that was on an album. Like it's weird yeah, to that, have a twelve to minute. have a twelve minute <laughs> song of just you talking about all the little like cornball shit that yeah. you did to like get to the point where you are in life. I mean, it was cool shit, but also the way you talking about is corny. So like to me, Kendrick having you know a five minute conversation with Tupac is like, actually what's funny is because because of the UGK shit. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't listen to the last song on this album the first time I listened to it because it was 10 minutes. I told you, I was like, nah, I was like, "Mm -mm. you're not going to catch me with this jig. I'm "I'm not about to sit here and listen to 10 minutes of you shouting out every single motherfucking person in Compton. So then like a few days later, I actually decided to listen to it and I was very, I was delighted.
3: No, I thought it was really, I thought it was really, it was really well done. And honestly, people, I only hear those things from Tupac now like obviously I mean Tupac is not live mm-hmm. but I only hear those things like internally as I read gif sets on Tumblr like you don't you yeah. don't see those parts of Tupac like he's kind of I feel like people there are whispers about Tupac but like he's not as present I feel like it's Biggie is, you know, in terms of, like, our two, our, like, titans who have who have died, who have been killed. What typically.
4: do you mean? Like,
3: I mean, Biggie, like, folks still talk about, like, talk about Biggie in regular conversation, like, yeah. a lot.
4: But I want, a part Maybe of that, though, New I'm York, wondering, though, right? I was going to say, where do we live? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? We both live in bedside. Like, Biggie Day, I mean, granted, I've only really lived in the Midwest or the East Coast, but I used to, I had an ex-boyfriend, Biggie Day. It was, was a big deal. his holiday. Yeah. It was like, it was a rap. It was like, it was all we listened to. That was all we were going to talk about. And like, and he was like super East Coast. So like that made sense. But, you know, we have a delightful uh, girlfriend who from Los Angeles. And I, like, you can't slander Tupac. Yeah. You can't talk. You can't say shit to, like, one of my best friends is in Denver. Mm-hmm. And I said some sideways shit to him about Tupac. he was like, uh-uh. Why would you say some sideways shit about Tupac? I'm a... We can get actually get into this we, now. I mean, I mean, my thing about Tupac is, is I definitely recognize his talent. I, defi- I definitely recognize his impact as a figure. Mm-hmm. But... He was complicated. Yeah. <laughs> love, love, loving him is complicated. The thing is, is that I think it's one of the things that kind of I struggle with with Kendrick. Not, no, I actually struggle less with Kendrick, but also kind of struggle with, with Kanye. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, even though he was a crack fiend mama, always was a black fiend mama. But like, you know still releasing songs like I Get Around it's like I'm I Get Around actually so it's kind of I think actually kind of tame because like I think everybody can relate to that song but like um but everybody can relate to I Get Around I think generally yeah yeah no I just I feel like we talked about Kendrick as Hotep earlier but like Tupac is like such like yeah. you know what he I'm paved saying? the way. Like exactly. <laughs> like I appreciate some of the themes that, he, that his music brought to the floor. But like if I actually had to sit and have a conversation with him, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah would be a we would get it would the fuck alive.
4: into there's no way. And like the thing is, is that Biggie never purported to be any type of Biggie beside. was what he
3: was. Biggie was like well, yeah.
4: like this is what it is. I'm yeah. about my money. Yeah. About these hoes. Yeah. I'm about, you know, getting my dick sucked. Let's do and it. And like this is what it's about. <laughs> and you can hear that reflected in the music and I think because he was somebody who was really interested in telling stories like a story tell you know what I'm saying I think he was somebody who was really interested in just telling stories that were from his point of view in a really masterful way I think that's why I've always been a bigger Biggie fan I've been able to like get into him because Biggie never ever even lied to me you know what I'm yeah. saying in trying to make me feel like I was welcome whereas like Tupac is like super hotep so it's like if Tupac was around I'm gonna get fucking slandered like shit from here to to hell but I could see if Tupac was around and on Tumblr you know what I'm saying? Like, Tupac. What is it? Like, um, that Chris why? Rock said, Tupac was like, he could be in a Tyler Perry movie because we just don't know. Yeah. I think because he died so young, everybody is, like, so quick to be like, oh, he would have done. I'm like, you don't know what the fuck he would have done. Like, no shade to Ice Cube because I actually really like him. And, like, I think it's cute that he's a family man. But, like, nobody would have thought that Ice Cube was up here making these Are You There Yet movies. You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> no, like- it's real. And even <laughs> even if you come back to Ice Cube, I think Ice Cube is actually a good like, a, a good kind of precursor to Tupac, in a way. Because, mm-hmm. like, Ice Cube, you know, and as we'll find out in our social club meeting later on. But um, Ice Cube was real, like, I don't know if I would say he was conscious. But he was very much putting, like, putting music out there that was reflective of a lot of the complexities of black folks in L.A. In L.A. And even in the country. Yeah. Like, Ice Cube was in with the nation for a little while. That is true. Like, you know, and, but at the same time he was also still making songs like Get In That Nappy Dugout yeah. you know and I think and that's kind of a trend and like I understand what you're saying I, I, like I, I completely yeah. understand what you're saying and that makes it actually makes a lot of sense but I mean I, I'm i kind of the flip I like Tupac for a lot for his complicated nature mm-hmm. you know and this is probably the same, some of the same reasons I like Kanye and even yeah. Kendrick you know I think that I think that coming from where they have come from, the mm-hmm. realities of that, is difficult to leave behind some of the more, hmm, what's the way to say it? Hmm. Like, some of the ideas and pieces of, of culture that we might want them to evolve on. Yeah. You know? And, like, I get that. And I think for Tupac, I do think he... And interestingly enough, this is kind of how I wanted to have the conversation. I think he kind of missed his opportunity... To evolve, like I was excited to see what he was gonna
4: evolve. Yeah, into. but that's also like, that's still projection. Cause, like, think if, okay, I'll put you like this. Let's say Kanye, you yeah. know what I'm saying, yeah. passed away after graduation. <sighs> do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? People, yeah. like, we might have been like, oh, well, in 10 years, we don't know anybody. Do. I'm not saying what he's doing now is necessarily good or bad or whatever. Actually, I had some pushback this week. Some, you know, listener, listened to the show, gave me some pushback this week about the Kanye episode mm-hmm. and pointed out that, like, as, like, an older person not older person I mean it's like he's not old but like older than he was you know he Kanye is younger than we are now when he came out with college dropout yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so like now he's somebody who's like he's married he's got a kid and like some of his priorities are gonna be different and the way that he does things is gonna be different for sure I mean you know we just talked to, about that with ice cube yeah and granted those things you know they're both living completely different lives from each other and yeah. obviously very completely different lives than what they were living well yeah, in some ways, different lives than what they were living 10, 20 years ago. But I think that one level, it's like being too kind. And it's also being mm. not fair to assume like that someone was ever going to evolve to a certain point. I would have been curious to see what Tupac would have done. I just have an issue, I think, deifying Tupac. I think that Tupac is a very interesting figure, very talented. And I always have appreciated his, similar to Kendrick, but even more so, his, how do I put this, seething... Fearing disdain for respectability, mm, yeah. I appreciate that about Tupac a lot. Yeah. Tupac did not give a solitary
3: fuck. He was himself every fucking everywhere,
4: everywhere. and I like that because, like, I mean, you know, one day, <laughs> like, I hope, I hope that's me one day. Yeah. Or even like, this is like completely random aside. Patty LaBelle is on Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. and she has some. I you know, heard about this. Yeah, show. and she danced. She danced to 50 Fifty Cent, 50 Fifty Cent, whatever, yeah. in the club. That that's, was what that's she picked. Amazing. Exactly. To be like a 70-year-old auntie and be like, you know what I'm about to do? <laughs> like, because you can, what I'm saying yeah. is you can stay real your whole life. Yeah. So I appreciate Tupac's commitment to that. And in addition, I think that he definitely had talent and he was electric and magnetic. I think yeah. that he was cool in that way. But like, to a lot of people, he's like, you know, demigod. And I just, I don't feel that way about him. No,
3: that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't say he's demigod. he He definitely, for me, was one of the first people who kind of made me look at things with a more critical eye and think Mm -hmm. that you can occupy similar spaces at the same time, like in terms of, you know, being hood I mean, because clearly I'm the hoodest motherfucking around but, (laughs) no, but that you can, you know that you can I hate to say the word, like it's not have fun, but that you can have some ignorance and then also, you know want things to be different at the same time it doesn't always have to be Mm. like one way Mm -hmm. and i think you know that's happened more like that's happened more and been more prevalent in music as we go as we've gone on since you know the time of tupac and even from the time before because like we said cube was doing the shit at the same time yeah or before that rather that said i think that for someone to get as big as he did and still do that and occupy those same spaces was Mm -hmm. like was a big deal. I don't, I agree. He shouldn't be DFI. He had a lot of issues. Yeah. And he was clearly consumed by those issues to a certain degree. I think so. You know, um, but that said, to pivot back to what we're talking about, I think that, you know, that leaves a significant opportunity for someone like Kendrick, mm-hmm. who clearly has elements of those same things well, of, shit,
4: the, the cover art yeah you can see like that cover would not be possible without Tupac's existence
3: exactly and he recognizes that in himself too mm-hmm. and I think that clearly he's a much more hmm, level individual yeah. in terms of how he expresses himself he mm-hmm. I think he he knows that he has to channel it into the music mm-hmm. and I also think that a lot of that might be why you know we don't really like his fucking interviews like a lot of his interviews, are, you know, lately have been mm-hmm. a little disappointing, yeah. but he knows that he has to channel his shit into the music. That's yeah. his gift. That's his talent. And I think a lot of, you know, his pushback often is even talking in these interviews. Sometimes he seems like he's reluctant to to let it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because he knows that he's best expressed
4: on wax. I mean, that's fair. I mean, you know, if you think about it, obviously I'm a huge Beyonce fan. I would rather eat chalk than sit through a Beyoncé energy ninety nine percent of the time <laughs> yeah, because it's not something that she excels at. Yeah. It's not like I think that she in real life she's probably an interesting person because like you can see it come out in the art. Yeah. But like having people ask her questions and having her answer them is is a struggle for me. It's tough. So yeah, I think that that is good. You bringing up Tupac and also talking about Kendrick talking about this album. I mentioned earlier in the conversation that, like, as much as I love this album, yeah. I can't, I couldn't fully connect to it, I guess, because, I feel like I say that all the time, but like, I couldn't connect to it, I guess, because, okay, so, Good Kid, Mad City. Yes. Flawless album, I think, I, I mm-hmm. think everybody can agree. Yeah, classic. Um, yeah, like, classic, Hands down. for sure. I, I definitely think it was better than this album, but I think that part of that has to do with, and I like it more than I like quote unquote this album even though there's some songs in here that I absolutely love um, but as an entire work I like Good Kid Mad City more because I think his world was smaller and it mm-hmm. was one that he very he knew so intimately that you couldn't help but take all of his everything that he said is just what you know this is what Kendrick thinks this is what Kendrick is feeling whereas like I felt like to pimp a butterfly while uh, I think awe inspiring was the word you used mm-hmm. to describe I guess his ambition and yeah. trying to tackle so much and trying to really explore this large world that he created you know with this album um, I appreciate that and I do appreciate that ambition that said I kind of took it as and even like the interviews that he did before you know the Billboard interview or anything yeah. like that I think was it Complex? I don't remember what it was but there was an interview that he did a few months ago that actually really really spoke to me where he was talking about how he felt like called and he felt like he's like you know was I feel like complex. I'm being prepared
3: what's that I think it was the yeah, yeah I like that one a lot
4: but like I guess I get the feeling I got the feeling that from this album and that he had like sort of like plumbed the depths of his own psyche and traveled the world and had you know had the largest audience possible respond to his most prized possession which I'm assuming is probably outside of you know whatever loved ones it's probably his work probably his work it had all these people take it in and respond to it and accept it and exalt it Um, so for him to have kind of taken all of this in I felt like he internalized a lot and kind of wanted to spit it back in a way that like we could all receive it and be all the better for it and on some level I think he definitely did that but I sometimes I found myself wondering like who are you talking to like Mm. I don't necessarily think that he needs to talk to directly to me there's plenty of music that I listen to that isn't necessarily for me But there were points, like, as a woman where I kind of felt like, okay, like, like, I get it. Like, I I, I just feel like you have this, like, unadulterated glee, you know what I'm saying, about this album. Because, I mean, it's for you. Like, the cover is for you. I remember I told you on Twitter, one of the days I didn't check into Twitter, my sister had G-chatted me, my younger sister, and she was like oh you know people are mad about you know kendrick's album cover because there's no women on it and like on some level i think i, t- I told you this earlier like on some level i get that but on another level i don't think that i necessarily need to be on it i think that whoever that was was kind of more possibly i don't want to put words in their mouth but could definitely have been just upset because while we're having this black lives matter conversation we mm-hmm. only seem to be talking about about men black men yeah right and even though there are black women black girls
3: Um, Trans
4: women. Yeah, black trans women dying at a a ridiculous rate this year. You know, it kind of, I think, maybe triggered some of the, quote-unquote, Black Lives Matter. When, like, you know for a lot of folks, it's not Black Lives Matter. It's kind of like Black male lives matter. Or my black life matters. Mm -hmm. Or the lives of black people who are like me matter. So I could see how, like, maybe the cover was triggering for, you know, some of those people. But just, like... (sighs) you know, like, the way that women were kind of referred to throughout the album, where it's like, you've got this higher level of consciousness, but it only extends... So far. So far. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that, that irritates me the most about Kanye is kind of, like, you have this idea of, like, you know, all these interlocking systems of oppression, but only as far as they apply to you. Yeah. Now, I think that Kendrick's scope as far as who deserves respect or, or liberation or whatever, mm-hmm. I think his scope is definitely larger than Kanye's. Yeah. And I think that that's that suits them both of their careers just fine and suits the, the type of art that they make just fine but it's tough because i feel like i'm supposed to be locking into this black man talking about like you know and there's a lot of things i want to like nod my head and say yes to but like lucy lucy is lucifer mentioned yeah. throughout the album Lucy's a woman you know what i mean yeah and like king kuta when he mm-hmm. oh yeah king kuta you know he says life ain't shit but a fat vagina yeah now like I get it Like I get it Like as a line I can see The intent I can see kind of How it's clever You know what I mean mm-hmm. But also it's like It's just kind of like It's one of those things That kind of irritates me Where I'm like Okay you're supposed To be conscious But like do you have To talk about women Like this all the time Or even um, if these walls Could talk Women don't necessarily Factor into The only place Where they factored in In the album Was complexion Yeah Which to me A lot of the conversations That we have around colorism Suck yeah. You know what I mean yeah. <laughs> They suck. Yeah. And like they're centered a lot of times around women because beauty, your your value as a person is, is weighted, like beauty more factors more into that. Yeah. yeah, as a woman. And so, and then the conversations that we have around complexion, around black women, center, just like hair, which still kind of falls in, under the general umbrella of colorism. Come Back Around is center upon how black men feel about black women and the color of our skin. Mm. So, like, I liked complexion. And he's like, oh, complexion don't mean a thing. And I'm like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. I like the sentiment. I love the sentiment. But and I really don't want to be the fun police. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I totally like, get that. But I just hear it and I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. But, like, this isn't, like, the way that I need to feel about myself and the way that I need to think about myself to survive, like, in life. Like, I hear that and it sort of bumps up against that. It sort of, like, brushes past it. I'm kind of like, eh,
3: Yeah, I mean, one, can I just say, so as an aside, Mm -hmm. we don't often, like, usually we talk through almost every piece of, like, we don't talk through this is what we're going to say at, you know, at each point of the conversation. That's Um. not what we do here. We outline, like, the general general notes and the general themes. But a lot of what we talk about in terms of the general themes, we've discussed at some point Mm -hmm. before. Um, But this is one of the ones we definitely have not. No. And honestly, I mean, that was really, that was really, really well put and, like... I hadn't considered a lot of the things that you said before. Mm-hmm. I thought of a couple of the things, but I even thought of them very differently. That I mean, that makes complete sense. And it's also interesting that I didn't get any of that, or I didn't get most of that, <laughs> me being a black man, which kind of speaks to that. Yeah. But one of the things I thought about, like, even with him using, like, I listed it as him using sex as a metaphor to kind of get your attention. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that happens consistently with black men in rap. Like, yeah. sometime, sometimes we talk about sex just to talk about sex to be... Like too much Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Like I mean You know To get to a degree Where it's just like Wow But I do think That with Kendrick And maybe this is A overuse And also maybe I'm putting words Into his mouth I don't know If this is his intent Yeah But with You know With some rappers And even some rappers Who are quote unquote Conscious Or or just exist On a plane That's a little You know More evolved Than some of Our rap today They definitely use Sex as a metaphor To level the playing field in terms of how you approach this conversation. Like, I think about this dick ain't free. Yeah. You know, using like using that as a way to, like you said, to talk about this kind of complex yeah, relationship like between Ooh. black people in America. Like, you know, um, life ain't shit but a fat vagina. Like, all those things, that's, that's kind of where I took it. But I definitely think that makes sense in terms of what you're saying. And I can now... Kind of understand and see where that's got to be real fucking annoying to be on the other side.
4: This dick ain't free. Okay, so the woman who's talking is obviously a black woman. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, Uncle Sam is obviously white, but dick is apparently, it's not like, See, don't get me started. Because I went to go see I went to go see Kara Walker's Domino yeah. Domino installation over the yeah. summer. I went twice, and it was it was I it was I, I can't even talk about it really. I still I have a poster actually up framed above my desk so that when I don't feel like doing work or I don't feel like doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I can look up and be like right 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 right. But um, you know I don't know if any of you have seen it. It's a Mammy Sphinx, and it's this large um, like figure made out of sugar that's like a naked. Mammy, basically, mm-hmm. and in the back you can sort of see like her, uh, like her labia, mm-hmm. and you can see like sort of like her little toes are, are like tucked up under her butt. She's a gigantic butt, like like you know, like the exaggerated features. If you're familiar with the work of Carol Walker, then like that's you know. That fits in with that and like it's interesting because her little toes are tucked up under her butt right right below her labia and I want to say I don't remember I, I thought this and then I read it in a review maybe it was New York Times where you can almost see how they act as little stair steps up to the part of her body that's going to make the most money so you're talking about when you're talking about black labor in the United States he's only speaking to a black woman a black woman who sounds like a typical quote unquote hood right who's talking about I want to have you know 26 inch wavy Brazilian you didn't give me outfit for the fourth you didn't do this you know what I'm saying you didn't do that yeah America supposed to be talking about America, yeah. but like America, this in, in in within this metaphor is this unrelenting force that wants to rob you for everything that you have, or rob you for what you hold most dear. You did right, yeah. and so that like and then like and he should be referring to that as 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 a white power structure. Yeah, but. When you, if you want to get your audience looped into it, you want mm. to think of what annoys the shit out of your audience more than anything. Some woman that they've apparently chosen to spend all of their time with, who <laughs> somehow irritates them, yeah. asking them for money. That really pissed me off, because it, it, it not only did it erase black women from from that whole metaphor, yeah. it again reduced everything back to penis, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then surprise. also, like, <laughs> surprise... And then also, like, you know, and, like, never mind the fact that, like, black women are, like, working and getting raped. Which is why we even have so many colorism problems in, in the, the first, first place, fucking yeah. place. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, then to then, like, take us out, like, a racist from that mm-hmm. metaphor and then, but then put us in as a stand-in for the United States.
3: Yeah. And in other places, the devil. Yeah, and in other places,
4: the devil is yeah. just kind of, like okay like i like the album but it's also just like okay that's i'm like i wish you would have just stopped talking about shereen you know what i mean i wish yeah. you were just stuck to talking about Shireen and embarrassing her family when they told you not to talk about her do you know what i'm saying like i wish, yeah. wish you would just stayed doing that so i like i like the album but it's just i'm so tired of that it's just kind of like are you talking to me do you know what I mean like yeah are you talking to me
3: no, I mean I mean honestly now hearing that I don't think to a degree he was or even I don't I don't honestly don't even think that like that aspect of it is on his radar no. at this point. And you, and, know, you know we'll yeah. see. I don't know maybe maybe it <laughs> like, gets better you know, maybe it doesn't. I know
4: I just even hate that like so tired i feel like i'm whining
3: no you're not <laughs> so i mean i tired honestly,
4: of being like erased do you know what i mean no
3: that's fair and and the thing is like like this is this was a step in the right direction right that's why like, still... i love race
4: swimmer and i love two chains and yeah. i love because it's just like they don't even give a shit they yeah. don't even pretend they're just like we're just making this shit yeah chinatown and i'm just like you go see so, you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm just like
0: all yeah. right
4: i'm with it like because i don't have to pretend like it is anything more than what it is at yeah. value. But, but with kids, this, I'm supposed to be unpacking all this shit. And I'm just exactly. Like, oh, God, this shit again. Nah,
3: no, that's. I mean, that's deep. I'm glad. I, honestly, I'm glad we got here because, like, I, like where I took it. Honestly, I, the 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 whole album kind of reminded me as a metaphor for well kind of like the movie The Candidate with Robert Redford. Like, whereas, you know, he's this kind of person who grows up in, uh, or who's this idealistic person and he gets into the world and, like, sees how, like, fucked up shit is and Mm -hmm. he's running for president. Anyway, it's it's a good movie. It's it's, it's pretty funny. It has nothing to do with the actual content of the album. But... I thought that was interesting in terms of what happens after you you know get so close to the platform for your own success mm-hmm. and like looking back at that like what do you choose to do with that now that's mm-hmm. what i saw him trying to do and i think that's you know he said that he was pretty explicit with that and it was you know clearly literal as he went through the metaphors yeah. throughout each interlude um but i didn't see all of those points and i do think I think everything you said was amazingly valid. I almost want to go back and listen again. Because I, like... I'm I didn't want to. Yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> I mean, I didn't catch all that the first time. But that's why I think this album is, you know, even though it is that complicated. And I can see where, like, all of that would be extremely difficult for some people to hear. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, you know, for other people it's more difficult than... Other people it's more yeah. difficult than even what that you experience, yeah. But... I do still think it's useful as a tool for, like I said, to, to draw those conversations out because yeah. that's something I didn't even like. I didn't even connect with, oh. and we talk all the yeah, we time. Talk. We talk too much. We talk too <laughs>
4: much. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't even like to say ask somebody who sometimes sometimes tries to make things. Like I don't even necessarily like to step into some, a, 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 another person who creates. Yeah, their art. Yeah, exactly. Because you know Kendrick and I, are the same level of art, <laughs> yeah. obviously. You know, podcast to pip a butterfly. Yeah. Next to George Clinton's on. You know exactly. What I'm saying? Um, but I don't want to ever step into someone else's space and tell them what they should be making. It's one of the things, like, as I've been going back and listening to old Kanye and even just like, or even newer Kanye, newer Kanye and still like being. I feel like me and Kanye are in a bad relationship because, like, <sighs> two days after we recorded O Kanye episode, I was, like, at my desk, like, in tears listening to, like, college dropout late registration. <laughs> like, because I still love him so much and yeah. I'm, like, so excited for his new music and whatever. Anyway, I, yeah, I don't want to ever tell somebody what they sh- what their music should be about. Mm-hmm. I just, I think, in general, I am growing frustrated especially as I'm older and I just don't have as much time and mm-hmm. like Maze and Frankly Beverly is sounding better and better. Right. Right, you know what I'm saying? And like the Isaac like the old Isabel and they're still on acoustic yeah. guitars and it's sounding better and better and better. But yeah, no, I'm older and I just don't have, I don't have the time to listen to all that shit. Like I don't have, the, I don't always want to spend my time listening to Life Ain't Shit But a Fat Vagina. And yeah. let me just, on that particular point, there's a lot of y'all out here who are like yelling along to that part of the song and like, sure, it's, it's a fun song first of all everybody came out of a fat vagina yeah, yeah. right and like By not only that you got... some of y'all would be so happy you'd be happier to see a fat vagina right now than you would to see a glass of water in the middle of the desert okay you know what I'm saying so like it's, it's true it is kind of annoying like life ain't shit but a fat vagina like you hope you see, some of y'all hope you fucking see one we all came out of one and I have one so it's like yeah, you know what I mean this shit is annoying but yeah I'd rather like if I have if I have the time, I'd rather, like, listen to, like, don't say goodnight, girl. Do you know what I'm saying? Toronto <laughs> Isley sweetly serenading me yeah. than I would, um, or even at this point, Casey and JoJo, shit, sweetly yeah. serenading me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then, like, some of the stuff I'm having to, like, take. And, like, I don't mind. I don't, I don't know. I just I don't care about talking about bitches and hoes and yeah. all that kind of shit. I think that shit is fun and, like, you know, whatever. on some level I think it's language and have fun with it and enjoy it responsibly and if you're in a position to be around young people always engage them on this shit because they're listening to it anyway what they need is like somebody to kind of help them see it for what it is and figure it out but yeah I don't but I still don't always like from somebody that I'm supposed to be feeling so like oh Kendrick is the second coming of Tupac (laughs) it was really the second coming of Christ like you know what I mean like I just it's a bit much it's a lot it's a lot
3: no, man, I think that's fair. And, like, thank you. I mean, thank you. No problem. For for sharing that, because you just put me on the game right now. I'm trying. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to that and try to capture how, like, how pervasive that was throughout the, yeah. the album, because it definitely makes sense. I'm
4: hoping he grows out of it. I'm hoping that, like... You never know. I'm hoping, like, the next 15 years. like I'm hoping Somebody. that, like, in the future, when, like, by the time I have kids or something like that, like people at least, maybe it would be nice to like, to hear less of like, cause it's, it, it, like I said, it's less of like the, the Migos, it's less of the yeah. two chains. You know what I'm saying? That bothers me. Everyone knows that shit is not, it's just fun. Yeah. But like, it's the other stuff where like, you know, someone's going to sit their sundown and be like, Kendrick, this and this, you know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. and this Kendrick Lamar and, you know, be blessed and enlightened as a result. I hope that people are going to become more critical and that as a result, the art will change to be more inclusive. No, I, th-
3: I I agree and I'm definitely curious to see how like as that happens and if it happens, mm-hmm. you know, how the shock value is maintained. You know, I think about Lauren Hill and like, you know, I add a... what is it? I add a motherfucker, or I add a nigga so you ignorant niggas hear me.
4: Oh yeah, add a motherfucker. Add so yeah, you ignorant niggas hear me, yeah. Yeah.
3: Like I you know, that's gotta that's gotta evolve. And it will, I think but to a certain degree. If, but, if you think
4: about it, so like one of my favorite songs is Ghoulie D Saturday Night which is from the soundtrack of an amazing movie called King of New York which stars Lawrence Fishburne and Christopher Walken if you haven't Mm. seen it actually it's so so fucking ridiculous you would love it because you kind of like bad movies yeah, I did. yeah, yeah, <laughs> you should definitely watch it. It's hilarious. So, there's a song, School of D, Saturday Night. In one particular verse, he's talking about, like, and like, you can hear it in other, in other albums too. Uh, but he's talking about, like, there's like transphobia and homophobia in there. The lot, like, there's way less homophobia in rap now in the actual music, the yeah. content, than there was 10 years ago. True. So, that makes me wonder, like, and like, there's still plenty of shock value. I just. I think and I think that like even just the blackness of this album you know what I'm saying there's a lot of shock value in that and it it didn't always have to be so misogynistic it didn't have to be homophobic do you know what I mean I think that people just need to get more creative and stop relying on shitting on women as like a device to make their music interesting because like you use our bodies to make your videos interesting you know what I mean yeah you use the things that we do with them to make your songs interesting sometimes but like it would be cool if there was just less like less of the misogynistic bullshit. I trust that, especially somebody as talented as Kendrick, or as Kanye, or as you know any of the other people, you know Drake or whoever else. Yeah, I trust that that people are creative enough and skilled enough to be able to not rely on that as a crutch. So hopefully, well. <laughs>
3: that's another episode of For Colored Nerds that's another
4: episode thank, thank you, so you so much thank you so much it. yeah thanks yeah, for listening yeah
3: uh, listen rate review yes. as always you know please please review please reach out to us like I said you yeah. know if there's especially with a, a you know a topic today as complicated or potentially complicated mm-hmm. as, uh, as this album was you know yeah. reach out to us we'd love to hear your thoughts love to. on you know how you guys interpret the album
4: yes yes
3: so talk to us we'll talk to you soon
4: yeah we'll talk to you soon
3: and thanks for listening
4: thank you